do you guys believe in ghosts? Yeah. How about you, Amelia? The skeptic inside of me says no. Ah, but well, I've got a ghost story and I'm hoping you might share your ghost stories as well. A few years ago, I bought a house in Perth and um, when we bought the house, we knew it was from a deceased estate, but we didn't know at the time that the woman had passed away in the house. We found that out a little bit later. And there were some weird things happening in the house. It was a pretty old house. We were going to renovate it. And um, I, I started to notice that some of my stuff would go missing intermittently. One of the big things was my wedding ring. I used to have this big, well, I do have this big gold wedding ring. And I would put it in a top drawer next to my bed when I wasn't wearing it. And sometimes I'd go back to, you know, get it to put it on my finger and it would be missing. And I would, I would think that I was starting to go crazy. Like I'd search through the drawer for it and I was thinking, oh, did I take it off when I had a shower and I'd go to the bathroom and have a look? And I would sort of like look around and think, oh, I can't find it. Did I put it in my purse? And then like I wouldn't find it in that moment. It wouldn't literally be back in the drawer. But maybe the next day I'd go back to the drawer and there it was exactly where I thought it was. And then the other thing that kept going missing for me all the time was my hairbrush. And I used to have this place where I used to blow dry my hair and I had this hairbrush and I always put it back onto the same shelf. And sometimes I would go in there in the morning to blow dry my hair and the hairbrush would be missing. And I would think, oh, has it fallen behind? And I'd search for it and I couldn't find it. So I'd have to blow dry my hair, go borrow my husband's uh, hairbrush. And then the next day the hairbrush would be back in that spot. So it got to the point at first when I would ask my husband, like particularly with the hairbrush, if he was moving it around and um, and he would think I was really crazy saying that. And then we started to think it was the ghost in our house because we'd had other instances where we had two dogs at the time, two little dogs, and all of a sudden all the we'd just be sitting there watching TV and all the hackles on their backs would go up and then they'd sort of start chasing something. We had this long hallway down the hallway um, and then um, literally they'd sort of chase it out of the hallway and then they'd come back or we'd be sitting in the lounge room and then all of a sudden their hackles would go up and they would be following something across the room which we visibly couldn't see but we knew there was something there and I would tell you that there was a real even now talking about this is giving me chills there was a real sensation in the room Mm. at any time when I think she was around but nothing nasty like I never felt threatened or that it was anything mean at all and I actually think she enjoyed living with us and um and but there'd be times when I got to the point where I would actually say out loud like could you please put my hairbrush back or like please don't take my wedding ring it's really upsetting me because I'd get upset if I'd lose my wedding ring and and then it'd always be back into position A couple of years later, we moved out of the house and we moved about 200 metres down the road and um, this beautiful new home. And I was wandering through it. I'd been there about three or four days and I felt her in the house. I literally felt her in the house. And um, I can feel the sensation coming across me now. And and I'm wandering around and, and so... I actually, I was on the house of my own. I didn't feel threatened. I didn't feel scared. I just felt her presence. And so I actually called out and said to her, and allowed, you know, in, in speaking out loud and just said, look, um, I think you shouldn't be here. I think you should go back to your house. Like, um, you're not really welcome in this house. This is our new house and I think you should go. And she literally left. 
so interesting. Oh my goodness, I got chills listening to you. And I'm just wondering, did you know her name or had you seen any pictures of yeah, her? Yeah, so we'd seen, when we bought the home, we'd bought, it had been in the same family for like over 50 years. They'd built the house. Wow. Um, and so they gave us pictures of the house when it was first built. They gave us pictures of their family, like just as a really nice gesture to sort of say, this is what I originally looked like. You might really like this. So, yeah, we had some pictures of them. So I had an idea of what she looked like. And as I said, I never felt it was anything um, than she enjoyed being part of our family. Does that make sense? Almost like we're watching TV with the dogs and she would like to sit down and watch TV with us if the dogs would have let her. But I'm just curious because she kept taking your wedding ring. Like, oh. did she have like some weird crush on your I husband? I just wonder. Like the wedding ring was a big one for me. And like, of course, I've been, I'm still married and I've still got that wedding ring, but it never goes missing now. It never went missing after we left the house. And for a long time, I think it took me a while to sort of think this is what's happening because I used to think it was me thinking, why? And so you get pedantic about putting it in the same spot because you just think, oh, I'm going to make sure I just like with the hairbrush and that, I'm going to make sure I put it in the same spot because I'm losing my mind. Like, I'm sure I left it there. But I'm absolutely, yeah, just the hairbrush and the wedding ring, they're the only things I ever noticed. And my husband, who is very, um, he wouldn't think about, oh, there's a ghost or something like that. Even he agreed with me that there was something a bit different about this house. So we lived in it for about three years. It was really fascinating. <laughs> Did you ever tell the people who had owned it that you were having those experiences? No, yeah. never said a word. No, yeah. we didn't. What do you think they would have felt if you had? I don't know. I don't know. I never really thought about it. It's her son who sold it to us. I don't know. I just never... Because at the time, it just seemed really strange. You know, it just seemed like a strange thing to be happening. I'm trying to think how old I was. I was in my 30s when that was happening. Um, and I think it, it's the first time ever I've ever felt there may be something beyond, which I'd never considered before. I'd mm. never had any experiences or, you know, or anything like that. So it's the first time I've ever considered there's something beyond um, that might happen. And so that leads me to another thing. Um, my husband, um, I'm sure he won't mind me sharing, had a pretty tragic um, couple of years where he lost his mum and dad and his sister within a very short period of time. And so sometimes when we're doing something or sometimes if I'm having an argument with my husband, I actually think, are they watching us and are they like sad that we're arguing or worrying about us? I do think that sometimes. Yeah. And so... Sometimes it actually gives me a little thought to modify myself a little bit that like to to know that someone might be watching. Does that make sense? A hundred percent. And I've thought that before. Yeah. Yeah. That someone might be watching yeah. and like and they love us and they want us to be happy. Yeah. And and not that I've ever felt a presence like that, but sometimes that's in my head that like they want us to be happy and they they love us and they want us to love each other. They want everything to be okay for us. And so you know, that does pull me back sometimes. I will I will admit that. Yeah. Interesting. So interesting. Amelia, do you have a ghost story? Yep. My grandpa passed away when I was in year one from a heart attack. I heard my dad's voice over the two-way radio come up and say, help somebody help, please. And I could tell it was my dad. So I ran out and said to my mum, who was doing the horses at the time, dad's in trouble, he needs help. 
And so she jumped in the car with me and we went looking for them. And my grandpa had collapsed at this gate and it was just on sunset. He'd had a heart attack at this gate and collapsed. And my dad had been on the harvester, seen what had happened and gone over to try and resuscitate him. Um, and so he subsequently passed away. But they always say with like ghosts and spirits that often when people die doing like what they were doing on the day to day, quite suddenly, they continue to carry that out. And so this second house is my grandparents' house. I refuse to go in there on my own. Like there's this, and my, everyone in my family is the same. There's this energy about this house. My dad grew up in it, so it's his childhood home. That it's just, it feels different. Like there's an energy about it. And that house was actually built from the beams of another house on our property where a child died, like quite young. And so they took the beams from that and used that as the foundations of the house. So I don't know whether it's like, from that or whether it's my grandpa's spirit but I just I I worry that one day I'm going to turn around and I'm going to see a figure you know wow. like I can't go I, I can't I can't sleep in that house um when I was a youth group leader I had a girl in my youth group um and she joined when um she was in year seven and I kind of she was in my little team until she was in year 12. And so we would basically spend every Friday evenings um, during the term with each other and other youth groupers and also um, on Sundays we'd see her at church. Really sweet girl, really liked her. She had a lot going on with her family, um, you know, with just health and well-being kind of stuff. Oldest child, um, the first day of year 12, she took her own life. And um, I was at work and it was like three o'clock in the afternoon and I had this really strong sense, call her, call her, call her. But kind of similar to you, Amelia, um, I sometimes over-catastrophize things and, and feel like worst case scenario. And I was seeing her that night. And so I was like, don't be ridiculous. You're going to see her in a few hours. You can check in with her then. So I didn't call her and um, find out when I come at night to this event that she'd taken her life like maybe 15 minutes after I'd had that prompting to call her. And so then like obviously devastated, had to like ring the rest of our youth group girls and tell them it was like very traumatizing time. But I would regularly see her in our house um, and I would see her by the foot of my bed. I would see like stuff that she would have, like particularly on a Friday night, I would come home and I'd see her wallet sitting on our um, table and I'd go, I'd like physically go to touch it and it wouldn't be there. Was that scary when you would see the wallet and stuff? Um, it was scary and it, but at the same time it was very confusing and I think I just got to the point because we were so upset and traumatised and I think I went through this phase of just going, how did I not know like that something was so wrong and that she wasn't okay and, you know, I was her youth group leader and I'd, I'd known her for six years or so. How did I miss the signs? And I feel like I was verbalising that, I was questioning that and she was almost leaving me signs to say, I didn't show you anything. I didn't give you an indication of what was going on. And after kind of that, I kind of was like, okay. But it was, yeah, it was just really freaky stuff. That's you, when so you, So you saw her, you used to see her regularly. Mm. And then um, 
do you think it was a comforting thing or a cry for help or when you saw her afterwards? Um, so when I first saw her by my bed, and um, I have to put this in context, the other thing that happened, I got diagnosed with MS around the same time. And so I was on then, um, I was exhausted. I was really quite unwell at that moment. And I would see her and scream. Like I would see her and scream and particularly when I'd see her at night, I'd be like screaming my head off. And Scott was like, oh, you're having night terrors? Um, but it was her. Like, you know, normally I would have night terrors and there are things like spiders coming down the wall or it would be different things. But I'd also see her during the day and I'd see her things during the day. Like they weren't – I was awake. Like I was awake. It wasn't a dream. It wasn't a dream. It wasn't like I'd just come out of um, – you know, that weird in-between wake and sleep situation where you can manifest visually things. I was fully awake and I'd see her. Wow. So when you left the house, like when you when you moved out, like she didn't follow you or she anything She didn't follow like us. No. And it was really interesting because we moved out actually with one of her best friends mm-hmm. um, and they lived with us for a little while. And um, she had similar stories. Wow. Mm. Wow. Not exactly the same, but similar. So, yeah, really interesting. (laughs) I'm freaked out. I'm freaked out. This is why I would never go to see a paranormal movie. Yeah. Has anyone else, have you seen apparitions or anything like that? Um, No. (laughs) No. I can't. No. No. I can't. I can't handle these stories. I really, I'm just, I'll fixate and I won't be able to sleep. But my story is nothing like yours. So probably about 20 years ago, I was in Rome with my boyfriend at the time. um, And we went to the Colosseum. I don't know if you guys have been to the Colosseum. Amazing. Um, And... I just, yeah, it's sort of amazing and and you're there and you're really picturing what must have happened. But I had this moment when I was sort of in there going, actually, as a black woman, I wouldn't have been able to be in the stands here, right? Like it was men and I I might have even been, I don't know, (laughs) getting mauled by whatever in the middle of the Colosseum. It was just a very disconcerting feeling of, "Mm, yeah, I can been here thinking about what it must have been like but I would have never have been allowed through the, the gates anyway um, it was getting kind of late uh, and they had closed closed it essentially and the tours had stopped and I said to my boyfriend at the time I'm just going to do a, a lap around like I just want to walk around the whole thing and I was walking and walking and walking going it's way bigger than I thought like I was just going around this thing and I was walking for ages and no one was around and it was getting dark um, and it was super eerie like it was just yeah just just yeah I was looking around like where is everyone anyway just keep walking can't can't see my ex there um, my my boyfriend kept walking walking finally he came running up to me and he's just like what happened? I was like, what are you talking about? He's like, you've just done about 10 laps of the Coliseum. You kept walking past me. I kept trying to get your attention and you just didn't. I said, I didn't see you at all. What are you talking about? Where is everyone? Where's everyone? He's like, 
No, and I looked around and there was people around. Um, and he's like, it was really weird. You just were just walking around this thing, not looking at anyone, not responding. And I was yelling out to you, what happened? And I was like, I don't know. But oh I just, I thought I was just walking around it once. He's, I've just been waiting here for you to stop. Wow. And you've been going for ages. Like you were transported sort of thing yeah. to another dimension <laughs> or seriously. Or another time. Yeah. Yeah. It was really weird. I don't know how to explain it. Wow. That's did you crazy. Did you hear? Like, no, I didn't hear or see anybody, <laughs> really. Like it was like the cr- as I was going around the thing, I felt like people, it, the crowd kind of started to dissipate and it was just getting later to the point where there was, I was just remember thinking there's nobody around. Where Where is everyone? Anyway, gosh, this is taking way longer than I thought. Kept, just keep walking, 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 walking. And then all of a sudden I see him and he, he was just like, no, no, that's like the 10th time you've walked past me and you have only just responding now. Wow. wow. <laughs> like, that's amazing. I know. And I've been back since. And yeah, it's crazy when you walk around. It's, it's yeah, I don't know what happened or where I went, but apparently <laughs> it wasn't reality. <laughs> what well, was an alternate reality? It was an alternate. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Do any of you ever go to any sort of, like, done any seances or Ouija boards or anything like that? I'm going to preface it with I haven't because I actually literally don't want to know. I'm just not interested in any of that sort of stuff. I just I just don't want to know. Not at all. I don't want to know. Not at all. Yeah, <laughs> I would not I do I that to myself. I don't need that stress in my life. <laughs> Well, I was warned off them growing up because my mum had had experiences of them. And, um, you know, she takes a lot of this stuff very um, seriously because of also the Christian stuff. And um, she would tell stories about how um, her stepsisters would do this often. And there was one instance in in particular where they were doing a, a Ouija board thing in their room and they um, weren't meant to but they were calling spirits and all sorts of things and then they got called down for dinner and so they left halfway through and they locked the door because they didn't want anyone to stumble onto it and went down had dinner came back up the whole room was trashed (gasps) when they came back up and um, I don't think they did it again after that oh my god that would just freak me out yeah so my mum always would say that story and just say, you do not know what you're tapping into or who you're tapping into, so you're not allowed to do anything like that. Wow. And she was really against us watching shows with particular themes, like paranormal themes or, um, you know, I wasn't allowed to watch, um, what was that show with the th- Charmed? Ghost Whisperer? I wasn't, wasn't allowed to watch Charmed growing up. I didn't know about Ghost Whisperers, but like the, anything with witches in it, anything with the kind of a so cult. no Harry Potter? No, I, I was allowed, to, I did get to do Harry Potter because by that time I think I was in university. Ah, yeah. Um, or, yeah, late high school when Harry Potter came out, so did that. But, yeah, there's there was a lot of, like, don't even go there. But why do we think that these sorts of weird and strange occurrences happen? Like, it's just bizarre. So do you believe in ghosts? The sceptic in me says No. But again, I won't walk into that house. Like, yeah. I will not go in there on my own. If I'm in there, I have to have a light source at all times because I'm afraid. Yeah. So I've never personally seen a ghost, but I feel this energy. 
I, I see it as energy as well, that there's definitely something that makes all the hairs on your back stand up, you know, just on your neck, I should say. Um, I, I've never actually physically seen one, but I, I do think there's something that's around sometimes. The energy has to go somewhere. It has to go somewhere. Like when someone dies, uh, like I've seen a couple of people actually at their deathbeds and die. When they die, um, something literally lifts off them. Mm. It, it's And that's got to go somewhere. That has just got to go somewhere. So whether that, you know, whether it stays around or whether it, there's just something behind that, I think. Yeah. I definitely believe in spirits. Yeah. Yeah. And I think... I don't even just believe those spirits that are from humans. I believe that there are other spirits which may not have ever been in human form. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> I'm totally <laughs> freaking Sarah out. <laughs> good spirits. There's good spirits too. <laughs> All right. Okay. I think that's enough for Sarah for today. <laughs> Sarah's going to literally like, have nightmares and I'm going to feel so bad about it. Hi, Fiona here. Thanks for taking the time to listen to the XYZ Experiment podcast. And don't forget to leave a rating and review. If you enjoyed our show, tell all your friends and family and subscribe. Follow us on Instagram at the XYZ Experiment for all the latest updates and news. Our original music was composed and performed by Luke Champion. 